But luckily, we didn't get super far into the episodes. You're just going to miss some banter. Just know that it was going to be a short intro now. And yeah. my dog Lord's is dog. alive. Frankenstein dog. Yeah. Is alive. Um, good. Just very expensive. Upcoming. Um, yeah, we're going to watch, watch Star Wars. The Visions. Star Wars yeah. anime. And probably have a couple little mini episodes out for you mini. sometime soon. We'll, we'll see. And, um, well, they won't be many, but they won't be part yes. of the yes. current series we're doing. So they'll be spin-off. They're like yeah, little half the episodes. episodes. Yeah. <sighs> um, long story short, Bridget loves Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars, but I like anime. So that's what we're gonna talk about. I'll talk about studios. She'll talk about Star Wars. This is who we are. The end. That's all that's, that, that's coming. That and was now basically what we talked about show. for 20 minutes. So here we go now into... <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, episodes 9 through 12. So, episode 9 is called Created Feelings. I really like this. Lauren, you got a, a Netflix intro for or a Netflix description for us? Yeah. A Netflix summary. Summary. Uh, this is there one of the okay summaries. Um, the one for episode 10 is awful, and I, if I didn't know what was happening, I would be very upset. Um, but episode nine is when Al becomes angry over the thought that his entire existence was simply created by his brother, only when Rhi can convince him how wrong he is. Good job, Netflix. Not I bad. I do want to say, though, we had a bet about this last week, and uh, that whoever lost what this I bet, uh, you owe me a coffee. <laughs> you owe me a pumpkin spice latte. I respect that. That's fine. I will buy you <laughs> I that. Wrote that. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> Lauren owes me coffee. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. Probably yeah. only many coffees at this point in our lives, so that's oh, cool. We're mutual but, coffee people. But we both have seven deadly sins theories, and yes. if I'm right, I propose the same bet. Um, if you're right, neither of these have to, like, they can both be right, whatever, but I'll buy you another coffee, so there we go. Deal, deal. <laughs> Alright, so my seven, like... All right, I, I got really, like, so for the episode goes straight into the intro song, which is for animes that's odd. That's like, intense. Normally, yeah, that's, that means they got a lot to pack in in one episode that you don't get a little recap, a little spiel, and then you do the intro. We went straight intro and then right into the episode. Um, so during that, I was, like, thinking of Seven Deadly Sins and, you know, the war stuff and Ishvalan's been on my mind, and then it brings up again and further episodes and I really think that maybe the Fuhrer, because he comes in in this episode and is kind of sketchy, I think he's Wrath. Which would make a lot of sense with the war stuff and the alchemy and creating the Philosopher's Stone. I almost said Sorcerer's Stone, straight up Harry Potter. The Philosopher's Stone. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, the British version, American version, Sorcerer, yes. Philosopher. Um, yeah. So I think he might be Wrath. I think, you know, Father might be Fuhrer, and it's, uh, he's Wrath. I mean, I think, War, Wrath. I think it's a good theory. And I'm excited to tell you my theory now, but you have to wait. <laughs> Ugh, I hate this. Yours always comes with a stipulation. Well, there's just other stuff to talk about that I think would lead into it better and most of that other stuff comes in later episodes so that's where okay. i'm at okay okay 
Uh, first note I wrote in this episode, those two are so sweet to Ed, kind of trying to teach him, still um, not being alone. And I can never remember their name. Ross? 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 Ross and Broche. Ross and Broche. Mm -hmm. That whole little speech they do, and they slap him, and then they freak out. I love it. They even talk about slapping Al. Those hands all messed up. Swollen. (laughs) I love it. And then I loved... (laughs) animation note that i wrote i loved when he's like thinking later ed's thinking his hair goes yeah like, stick straight up and i was like <laughs> like he's got like a radar sensor like i thought of something that was my great. first um, note is emo alphonse is the cover of my 2010 emo album so if i ever create he's always one- like He's always finding, like, the corner of the hallway where the light bulb's gone out and is sitting there, and I'm like, poor baby. Maybe he doesn't really need the light. He's just a soul. Like, he doesn't have eyes, if we're being for real. He doesn't need to eat or sleep either. Poor babe. So maybe he's just chilling like a villain. Always out there killing. I'm sorry. I stop. I knew, I knew it was gone. I know. A problem. You stop it. <laughs> but I just felt so bad. I wrote... Oh, yay, Winry's coming to fix the arm, but you see that his arm is kind of malfunctioned because Winry forgot about and a screw in there. And she doesn't tell him. Like, I was like, dude, get your money, number one. But also, bro, he's like 15 and you're taking all his money. She like just takes it out of her pocket and is like, but remember, he's like loaded. Like, the, yeah, his... I know. He probably would give her the money anyway. They're family. Yeah. yeah I, but I, also... I She's totally in love with Edward. Like, if there was I, ever any doubt in my mind, it is gone. They are. In I write love. this. I write that in a what? I think I don't know. Maybe in like episode. I think I write it in episode eleven. Like, I ship them real hard. Like, yeah, they're adorable. They're so sweet, and it's so good. <laughs> and when and him like, and Al are like sparring at the end of this episode, and he's like, "I won the fight," but when Re shot me down, where they're like wanting to both marry her, I was like, "It's so cute." Because, you know, you always had that friend when you were a kid that you're like, let's get married. Yeah. One of y'all is always, like, against it. Like, I had a friend that was like that, and I was the one that said no. <laughs> I was about to ask, were you the one that wanted to get married, or were you the one that was like, no, not you? I was the one like, I don't have time for this right now. We're we're eight. I've got to go climb a tree. <laughs> I've got to go climb a tree. I've got a really busy schedule. i got to pretend the stick's a sword, climb a tree, chase this random cat down the street, try and adopt it, you know. I have, I, a really, I have a really long day of adventure game waiting for me, so you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah, I got to make potions in the backyard at five, man. I don't got time for this. Here's something super cute. Family. Are you ready? Something ready. super cute. I knew that I loved Will because we were talking about stupid crap we used to do when we were a little kid. And we both used to play this game called Adventure Game, where you just go out in the woods and make up, like, this crazy night's quest. And there wasn't a name for it. So we both called it Adventure Game. And the day Aww. after that, I told him I loved him. How cute. I know. Aww, you're so, that's so sweet. sweet. Y'all are sweet little nerds. Adventure Game is the I best. love it. We would have gotten married Adventure, in Adventure Game. game. <laughs> yes. Y'all would have both been two nights, like fighting for each other's heart and oh, yeah. like both in each other's way no it would have been a great here. like sir and mrs smith no no not at all just two been a mr. mrs smith episode maybe yeah. a wizard maybe a wizard i can see that i can see that <laughs> it would be a knight i can see you being more of a wizard i don't know will could be a wizard i think will Stoic. would be the wizard and i would be the knight let's be real 
stoic, like smoking his pipe, the the hobbit scratch. Calm, uh, level-headed, always there to protect the party, and I would just be running in like an angry monster with a sword. That's pretty yeah. much it. I, Will's got some big Gandalf vibes right now. <laughs> big I, Gandalf vibes. I'll take it. Gandalf is a good guy. We like we stand Gandalf here. If y'all don't know this about me, which we you don't because you don't know me, I love Lord of the Rings. I have them all memorized. He, he's got it's a problem. He's got Gandalf the Gray vibes. Like chill. You're right. I'm gonna he's save not Gandalf you. I'm gonna get you on this adventure. Not Gandalf the White. He's got Gandalf the Gray. Like the fun Gandalf the Gray. Like I'm gonna throw some fireworks out here for y'all. It's great. Oh, yeah. I, I I accept. Thank you for that. <laughs> So yeah, they're in love, and it's sweet. There you go. Um, so basically all that happens in this episode is Alphonse finds out he is a real boy after all, which we knew. But we knew that. Lauren tried, <laughs> I did. I just but... thought it'd be really interesting if he wasn't. That's all. I didn't want him to not be a real boy. I just like interesting... We get some twisties later, yeah. So he's a real boy. I... He's a real boy. I love that Hughes walks in. I don't love this. So I started battling in these next few episodes. Is Hughes a good guy? Is Hughes a bad guy? Well, I get some heartbreak later on. I actually really on, started but... to like Hughes in this episode. And I was like, oh, this okay. Well, he he walked in and said, brought a girl in your room to service you. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and he was, I mean, that's basically Ed's reaction, too. Is like, what? And he was like, no, no. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I wrote, I am genuinely confused about Hughes. Is he good <laughs> or is he bad? Because like, Winry goes to stay there and it's his daughter's like third birthday. It, I mean, then it ends up being cute. And I'm like, he's really good. But are they making me really like him? Is he just a quirky dude? And then we get like, in the next uh, next episode, I think we get some flashbacks. But yeah, uh, that tells you more about Hughes. But I... <sighs> I don't. I, I just felt so bad for Al in most of this because, like, he yells, "It's not like I asked for this body again," mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Poor freaking Al." Winry did kind of make me just a little angry in this episode, though, because she freaking goes off on Al and like hits him with a wrench and crap. And I know he can't feel it, so it's not like it matters. But you know, yeah, Ed is going through a lot of trauma. I get that. He did his best. But so is Alphonse, and he's allowed to have his mm-hmm. parents. He's a very well-put-together little boy. Yeah. And if he needs to explode sometimes, he should be more than allowed to do that. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Ed. I feel bad that this made you feel bad. But uh, give Alphonse a little credit for how mature he is most of the time. And don't hit him with a wrench, Winry. Jeez. Calm down. <laughs> that... <laughs> that did make me laugh, though, because she just always has, like, a tool to whack them. <laughs> but I did, I felt bad. But, I mean, like, doing that flashback of, like, Al's arm deconstructed and him kind of being drugged because he was in the hospital mm-hmm. and saying, like, his deepest fear of, like, <laughs> just, like, and then I just wrote, oh, my gosh, just talk to each other. You know, because the whole thing was, like, you know, Hughes was saying, like, sometimes it's just your actions. And I'm like, no, you need the words. And so Winry says that in the episode. But I was like, oh, my gosh. This, uh, these four episodes did a lot for me with Edward, though. Like, Edward was just kind of like a hero there character for me. And then after watching these, I actually really like him as a main character. Did a lot. You get more emotional did a lot depth for than him, for sure. He's, yeah. 
his maturity was less annoying and more just like, oh, you have so much about you that I want to help and I cannot, and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the episode ends, uh, with a flat with scar we see scar he's alive because you know like we assumed he's alive but we didn't see his body but he's alive yeah pulled out of the sewer um and then scar's like having a flashback dream uh his family's gone his mentor is gone and then it pans up and we only see like from the nose down of a state alchemist sent to exterminate and he we assume that he tried to kill scar and that's how and he it got looks- it but it looks like the state alchemist that we saw mm-hmm. in the prison in the end of that episode. I called him Boom Boom Man because um, he makes earthquakes, I think. That was his thing. I was like, looks like <laughs> Boom Boom Man. So it's Bakugo. That's like... <laughs> but it also reminds me of like Avatar where he's like Sparky yes! Boom Boom Man. Sparky Sparky Boom yes, Man. That. It's Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man. We're gonna watch him die. It's great. And then... <laughs> And then Scar asks if he still has his right arm. And I was like, oh, interesting. And so they're like, yeah. And they uncover it. And he's got all these tattoos on his right arm. And he says, like, it's a gift from family. And so I'm wondering if there are alchemy symbols on his arm that's allowing him to do everything he can do and why he's alive mm-hmm. or maybe. I don't know. I think there's more to those tattoos well, than and he what didn't we know. make any trans transmutation circles when he was attacking he just kind of smacked it so maybe they're already that's true just to do specifically what he does yeah Mm -hmm. yeah maybe but that's how the episode ends and yeah what a cliffhanger there yeah that was that was that episode it's pretty pretty simple one nothing crazy going on yeah it was more of syncing up Mm -hmm. ed and al again and when we being on the journey you with them now, Scar is alive. Love. Yes. So it was a. Ca- I'm guessing there must have been like a hiatus or something in between some episodes, and I don't know because it was a it was a catch so, up episode. I do know this next episode came out. I want to say like on Thanksgiving or like the eve of Thanksgiving, and I think this episode was an episode break, at least in the original series. Okay. I don't know if it's the same in Brotherhood. Um, but I know this because this episode in particular scarred Dana for life, which is also how I knew that this tragic event was coming to pass. It's the only thing I knew going into this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to tell you the summary because if I had just read this summary, I would be angry because I know who it's talking about. And this is where episode was 10 separate destinations. Episode 10. And it said, when the conspiracy yeah, when the conspiracy surrounding the Philosopher's Stone closes in on the military's highest ranks, one of Mustang's most trusted allies is murdered. They've only shown Mustang with, like, one ally, so obviously yeah. you know who's going to die. But it doesn't help also that it opens straight up with his daughter, with Hughes' daughter, being like, you'll come home early tonight, right? And he's like, I don't know, got a lot of work to do. And I was like, dead. <laughs> dead, dead, it dead. Was- Done. It was ominous, Dead. it was sad, I was not ready, and yeah, Ugh. so, okay, so, separate destinations. Uh, we start with, like, a flashback of the war, um, and then uh, the power of one man doesn't amount to much, 
And so it's it's a flashback now of Mustang. So he's uh, in his office, like daydreaming, and I don't remember who is it. Hawkeye standing next to him. I don't remember. I don't. It's think always it was. Hawkeye. It's um, always Hawkeye. Well, and they were like, "Oh, were you dreaming?" And he was like, "Just an old memory." But it's Mustang uh, wants to protect the ones that he loves. That's why he wants to go up into power because he doesn't agree with what's happening in the war. So I think a lot of the alchemists were forced into this against their will because of their power. Exactly. And then he's telling this to Hughes, um, and Hughes the one he, he says like basically this needs to stay close to our chest. Uh, people can't know. And so him and Hughes say, like, they're each other's confidants. And it's, like, a good friendship. You mean they're each other's um, boyfriends? Because they're boyfriends. Or that. There's always, <laughs> there's always, everyone, pause. There's always, always, don't judge me for this, there's always a set of boyfriends in anime. There always is. Queer baiting is just as big a part of anime as every other part of anime. Hughes and Mustang are the boyfriends of this show. And that's okay. Well, One is married. Only... And Only for ten episodes. Everyone. Yeah, and oh. uh, so sad. But yeah, boyfriends. they break up. They break up <laughs> permanently. Uh, permanently and against their will. Um, so Mustang wants to be at the top of the pyramid to protect everyone, and he doesn't like the fear. Uh, and then they talk. They start talking about envy. I definitely thought envy was a girl, but no, uh, he's, he's a, a dude. He's a king. He's a he's a. a, a I was about to say ambidextrous, androgynous king. There you go. <laughs> ambidextrous. He's an so ambidextrous envy, king. Envy just enjoys a crop top and has a lot of hair gel. Or just really dirty I don't know. hair. Props. Yeah, something something that the hair does not lay down and mm. is, is separated. Um, so yeah, envy, they start talking about envy, they start talking about this group. They start talking about Bora Bora's tattoos. I think that's what they said. There's sometimes they say something real fast and it's like in their a different language. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to phonetically write this down and it <laughs> might not be right. <laughs> um, and then we find out uh, that all researchers for the Philosopher's Stone have gone missing. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. It just happened, too. And so uh, that's it's like. The Fuhrer says something about, like, um, every time they get close, like, they find someone that they go missing, and they're always a one step ahead. And I think it's because he's the person. He's watching them all get the hints, and he's the one knowing the info, and he's one step ahead of his own people because they're telling him what they're going to do. So he's doing it because he's the one making the Philosopher's Stone because he is wrath. Anyway. I have things to say, but I can't say it yet. Okay, we'll save it. We'll save it. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, then they decide they're going to go, uh, Ed and Al are going to go visit their old but teacher. first, the Fury uh, tells them not to talk to anyone about what they know, which is a little sketch. Oh, yeah. They say, don't say and anything. And then he jumps yeah. out a window, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah, his bodyguard's <laughs> looking for him, and he just jumps out a window and is like, mm, he's like my shadow. He's just like, and I'm like, nah, I'm just going to, I'm going to go out the window. It's cool. And I'm like, okay. It's very odd. Freaking weird. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Weirdo. Swear Weirdo. Dark. Weirdo. Swear jar. <laughs> Put a quarter in there. Um, oh. So then they're going to go visit their teacher. And on the train ride to their teacher, they have to go through Rush Valley, which is like the Holy Grail land of engineering. And Winry is pumped. And mm -hmm. so uh, we spend 
the next episode we spend in Rush Valley. The rest mm-hmm. of this episode, because I was kind of like, oh, are we traveling? Is this the end of the episode? No. Before we get it's into not. the big sad, I just have to say that Alphonse having a list of food that he wants to eat again whenever he puts <laughs> a mouth is the most relatable and sweetest thing in the entire universe. And it's... I love you, Alphonse. Poor baby. I know. Sweet baby. He wants to eat that quiche so bad. Also, how sad is it that they just don't know any of this happened? (laughs) That that really hurts me. Like, they're just talking about Mrs. Hughes. On the train, they're talking about the Hughes family. Uh, Winry's talking about how sweet they were. Ed and Al are talking about how Hughes would visit Ed every day in the hospital, even if he annoyed them with, like, how much he talked about how much he loved his family. They're like, we should do something nice. And then it cuts to the funeral. <sighs> okay, so before we get to the funeral, uh, Hughes dies. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, attacked because he knew something, but we don't know what he knows. Yes, so, so was... we know there's riots and uprisings, people are dying, and we know Hughes knows something, and he doesn't trust people with it. He's figured something out. We don't know what it is. Um, and then Hughes goes in this room where he's, like, studying it, and he's, like, realizing it, and Lust pops out of the corner. And I'm like, no! Uh, he gets stabbed. Like, she apparently can do spiky needle fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as she stabs him, he throws a knife into her forehead. And she lives. And she just pulls it out. Which yeah, is crazy. She's just like, that's annoying. That goes into my theory yeah. later, too. We'll get into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, Hughes runs. He goes to, to the phone. He's like, I need to call the I need a direct line. And as he gets the phone, he's like, no. And you can see, he just puts it down and he runs out of the building. And everybody's freaking out because he's bleeding out. And uh, so he doesn't trust the fear. He he decides, he goes to a payphone outside and he goes to the operator and he's like, I need, I need a direct line. Colonel Mustang, they're like, here on the outside line, this isn't secure. And he's like, here's my code. Give me the Mustang. And as he is getting connected to Mustang, Envy pops up. <laughs> But as Ross, but so Envy hard. didn't. I was like, no, not Ross. Just like my whole body was so betrayed. <laughs> it was so Envy so didn't get it totally right. Ross has a mole under her right eye, and she was like, oh, did I miss that? And then, like, all of a sudden, the mole pops up there, and he's like, who are you? And he's getting ready to shoot, and then Envy turns into his wife. Ugh. And it's so sad. And then the line connects the Mustang. And he's like, Hughes, Hughes, hello, are you okay? And then he gets shot. Ugh. And my heart dies. It's so sad. Okay. If at my uh, funeral you don't say it's a horrible day for rain and start sobbing, you're not really my friend. <laughs> I need you to know that. It was so that was sad. So sad. It's not raining. Yes, it is. In his heart because they were boyfriends. It's a... It's a <laughs> It's a terrible day for Ugh. rain. I wrote that down. And, and Hawkeye's like, what are you talking about? And he's just, like, crying. And she it's so sad. And I was like, ah. <laughs> The <sighs> worst part was the little daughter who was like, why are they putting dirt? Dad said he had to work. He had a lot of work. Ugh. Stop. Stop. And I'm like, stop. stop, stop. I hate it. Armstrong's crying. And I, uh And so, gosh, Hughes ended up just being a genuinely good guy who loved his family and loved to talk about his family and he died and that sucks. Um, so then it pans to the end of the episode, which is, um, 
Mustang is going to make it his mission to figure out who did this. He wants to like avenge Hughes because Hughes knew something and Hughes was his confidant. So he gets armed. Hawkeye brings Armstrong to him. And Armstrong won't say anything because the Fury mm-hmm. told him not to. But he said just enough without breaking his like order from the Fury that they kind of got hints on where to start figuring do, things out. He knows a, that Elric brothers are off. My question yeah. is why Mustang is the Elric's direct officer, right? As far as we know, like he is in charge of them. I'm not sure. Why didn't he know that they were there? It seems really weird to keep from him. Like, I feel like he should know. They were only there for That's like two days. And if they're important, to Mustang, which it seems like they are throughout the whole show, like they're important to whatever operation they have going on, and they're like key players, like good alchemists, that he should probably know that they were injured and involved in like this crazy thing. Or at least know that they were in Central, even if they weren't allowed to be told the rest. Just seemed weird. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was just because they had been traveling around. They were only there for two days. They've been in and out of the city. Weird. I think it was just I don't know. caught up questions. in it. Um, And so it ends with Hawkeye and Mustang are going to go after the senior staff, which is what uh, somebody talked about the senior staff earlier. Maybe it was Armstrong that was saying that the senior staff might be involved. Uh, it might go all the way to the top. So that is episode 10. Leaves a lot of mysteries, twisties, and heartbreak. Deep sad. Very sad. So then we go, after we cry, we get a little happy episode. We go to episode 11, Miracle at Rush Valley. Lauren, you no, want to read us a Netflix anyway. summary? <laughs> Netflix summaries suck. I hate okay. them. But here we are. This one's a little better. Uh, the Elrics, realizing alchemy has yet to unlock the mysteries of creating life, feel powerless when they find... When their new friend goes into labor. I can't read my own handwriting because it's trash. Yay. <laughs> a trash. It's okay. So I was like, new friend in labor. I was, I was very confused because I saw that summary too on Funimation. And I was like, what? At least I didn't uh, just say friend in labor because it could have been Winry. We've been like, what? Winry's pregnant? I know. <laughs> uh so this is the first time we get the detailed intro, like the talking intro in a while that talks about alchemy. And so, um, you know, that was fun. A little fun mm-hmm. recap. Uh, Rush Valley is an engineer heaven with automail. Um, and basically everybody's staring at Ed and Al for all their bits and pieces. And they, they just stripped strip that boy Ed. naked. She was I like, don't know. be rude. Just let them look all let over them you. Look. I'm like, when were you? Calm down. I know you're one so girl, funny. but dude, like, ugh, calm down. I love that in the midst of all that, Al, I mean, Ed gets pickpocketed, and he's like, "I know." Uh, that is my timepiece that tells me tells everybody I'm a state alchemist. Like, it's basically my ID. I need, I need that. And so everybody's like, "Well, I guess this girl down at the end." mountain might have been the one she kind of pickpockets okay so they go on their journey and then it ends up being this whole chase for ed now you know what i, I like love, to though? chase this girl what i love how different their alchemy is like ed is all raw power and then alphonse is like so neat and precise like his little cage was beautiful and ed just i wrote destroyed that down a mountainside like <laughs> i wrote that down because ed was just like Whoa, and yeah. like this mountain just comes sliding and i was like okay and then 
Al sets up a little cage trap. It's so and nice. And I wrote, Al, Al was so quiet and chill. And he's like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> cage. And I, I was it. like, oh. <laughs> but then she surprises us and she just like busts out of the rock cage because she got two metal legs. Because everybody's got metal pieces. With a sword on attached. Here. And the other one has uh, a And gun. she has a, a, <laughs> a leg cannon. Yeah, I was like, what planet terror nonsense is this? And after that huge uh, her name is Chase, Winry just catches her hand and doesn't let her yeah, go. Yeah, and like squeezes her. Yeah, I was like, all right. Her name is Penina. I love that name. Uh, and so they get to go meet Mr. Dominic, who is like this world, like, amazing engineer and so he's looking at ed's <laughs> he's looking at ed's auto mail and is like this is kind of heavy it might be what stunted his growth <laughs> and ed's just like what i could be tall can you fix me? there's this little thing it was so that funny. happens in anime is when anime characters get excited where they do like this wiggle and it's just my favorite thing. I hate it. I love it so much. I hate it. And it's like 10 times in this episode. Like, I love it so when much. When Ray's doing the wiggle. I love the anime wiggle. Oh my gosh. So basically, Winry is obsessed with Dominic and he's like, I want to be his apprentice. I want to be his apprentice. He knows so much. And he's like, I don't take on apprentices. Sorry. Um, and then... It was just so sweet. A lot of this episode is so sweet. Like, the boys being amazed by her being pregnant. Because I'm realizing, like, they don't get to see happy home lives very mm -hmm. much. And they ask, like, can I touch your belly? And they're just, like, amazed at the baby. And I'm, like, ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> can I touch your belly? They're, she's, like, yeah. And then, the, like, the baby's moving. And I was, like, they don't get happy. And then with, like, everyone bonding anyway, and stuff. Winry tells Face <sighs> that she's got to give him his thing back and they realize that his pocket watch is welded shut and so oh but before we get there we the winry and that girl bonds because she gets her legs cut off by a train no you didn't oh but yeah i did i said they oh, she got her legs cut off she by got a her train. legs cut off that. by a train and mr dominic like found her like legless on the side of the road and is just like don't you love grumpy old men yeah. being sweet to yeah little like it's like like you look like you have death like dead eyes and like you're so sad i don't like people that are like just miserable and so he just picks her up like, takes her home and then uh like puts these Shady. awesome metal legs on her and she's like always been trying to find a way to repair and winry's just like what a great friend to her like i feel i hope they have a great like friendship relationship through that we get to see throughout the like they probably will she's staying there. right yeah like i want to see some awesome yeah. female automobile engineers like um they bond. She's like, well, you know what? You need to be more respectful. And how, how do you honor him? You honor him by stop pickpocketing and doing good things. And I was just like, oh, this is so great. Okay. So then they talk about what you were saying. Pocket watch. Yeah. And so it's welded. it was welded shut with alchemy. And when we being a nosy little buff face decides, oh, I'm going to pick it. So she opens it. And inside... What does it say inside? Don't forget was, uh, October, don't forget 3rd, October year 3rd, year 11. <laughs> and my question on that is, is that the day they burnt the house or is that the day they lost their bodies? No, that's the day they lost their bodies. How do you know? Because they never flashed to that. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They talk. He goes, I have to remind myself, like he writes, uh, doo -doo -doo. um, 
the engraving is to remind him how weak he is and humble himself. That's what he says. He goes, I need to remember how weak I am. The burning was just so that so they could sad. never, yeah, so that they could never go back and like hole up in their house and like they could only move just forward. Felt, it just felt strange that that was the flashback. It should have been to him like in well, the whatever. I think they, I think they've tortured us enough with that. And then in the next episode, no, I need more pain. I need more. Okay, pain, yeah. Please. Well, Thank the next you. episode, you. You get an even worse, maybe, version than the mom. Oh, yeah, no. Well, maybe. Depends. <laughs> a baby version? I yeah, was just that like... was sad. Cool, but I still think the mom is sadder because I'm more attached to the mom. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway. That's, that's just my opinion. Anyway. In the midst of all this, they find the pocket watch with the engraving, and then... Ed comes running around the corner, like, freaked out. And Winry's like, what's up? And he's like, the ladies in labor. They're all like, what? And then Dominic's like, we can't transport her to a hospital. So he goes running off to try and find a doctor. But the baby's coming. Like, the lady's screaming, the baby's coming now. The boys are all freaking out. And Winry's like, all right, we got to do this. I'm going to try and remember the books I read from my parents when I was little. But let's do it. Uh, And... Look, look, they're such a great little team. And the boys are, like, hiding outside behind a chair because they just hear, like, screaming. And then that, the, one the door opens. And do. pa- yeah, the door opens and Panina's, like, so much blood. And they're like, oh, gosh, what's happening? And it's just a happy little baby. Also, and when I have a baby, love- if you don't come in and say, it's a baby. It's a baby. Hooray. Hooray. I will and be so upset. And Winry's like, Yes. But it was, it's a baby! Hooray! <laughs> like, it, it really ridiculous. was a baby in there the whole time. Oh my god, it was so stupid, and, and then, I loved it. This is when I write, I really ship Ed and Winry. Uh, they have this really sweet moment that you can kind of see that they banter with each other, but they really deeply care for each other. Like, Winry's legs are exhausted. She can't stand up. So Ed picks her up off the ground and is, like, piggybacking her to a chair. And then she goes, Ed, I need to tell you something. I busted, what does this date mean? And he's like, you busted open my pocket watch. And it drops her. And she's like, ow, that really hurt. And then he, he's like, <sighs> he's like disappointed. Cause it mean, clearly like, it's not a secret to Winry what like happened. Like she doesn't know all the details, but she knows what happened. For him. Yeah. And it, it's something he still struggles with all the time. And he beats himself up about it. And so he helps Winry up. They have this deep talk and I'm just like, I love these babies. This is when I decided that I actually like Ed as a main character. Because he has so many layers to him. And I feel like they've all finally been revealed to us. Like, we have a really good understanding of who Ed is now as a person. And he's a good person. Yeah. He's a good person. And that's just nice. We like that. We like that for him. Yeah. It was great. And so then I had wrote, you know, like, the engravings to remind him how weak he was. And, I mean, it's just him beating himself up. And then Winry's crying, and he's like, why are you crying? And the line she says is, you two won't cry, so someone else must do it for mm. you. And I was just like, she cares so much for them. Like, that is their family. <laughs> and then all Mr. Dominic being a softie for the baby, when he comes back in, the doctor's like, y'all did great. And then uh, it, it kind of ends happy. Winry's going to stay behind to learn more. The boys are going on to see their teacher. But a little thing I noticed was the, the wanted posters. Yeah. yeah. And so one looks like Scar and one looks like an alchemist. So I tried to, I don't know what alchemist. I tried to pause and read what was on there, but it's written in such strange script that every single one of them does say killer on them. So 
Okay. That's something, but that's the only word I could make out was killer. So I'm assuming yeah. they're new evils that are going to come in here in a little bit. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like an Easter egg for something. One is for sure Scar, and the one is an alchemy, like a state alchemist suit or a military suit. One of them's um, in the intro. So, yeah, the in the intro, guy with the slish back hair. He's in the the intro song. So. We'll huh. see. We shall see. But yeah, that was episode 11. It was cute. We liked it. Alright, is it the soup? Was it good soup? <laughs> it was bad soup, y'all. Oh my god. You okay? I down the wrong pipe. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> it went down the wrong pipe. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Oof. Take a second. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Almost threw up. Ooh. I coughed so hard. Still there. I we're putting this. It'll be the worst day ever. <laughs> That'll be the worst recording we've had. So many issues that I just throw Please. up. That'd be really. It's good TV. It's good soup. It's good soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that part. Oh my god. Uh, so so I'm the part that got cut out. Bridget yeah. almost died on soup. Oh my gosh, I took a bite of my chicken noodle soup, and then I, <laughs> it went down the wrong pipe. I almost died, I almost, I gagged twice, so I will cut that out, but yeah, of course, if you don't end your near-death experience with the TikTok meme, what, what are you doing in life? Oh Alright, so that was <laughs> episode 11, good soup. Then uh, we go to episode 12, one is all and all is one. Lauren, you gotta... Take it away with you. I got you, man. Summary. I got you. Uh, the summary for episode 12 is, while visit visiting Izumi, their childhood teacher, the Elrics recalled the early difficulties of grasping the concept of equivalent exchange. Honestly, it's the best summary Netflix has done yet. Good job, Netflix. So, yeah, it's short to the point. Quick summary, and then we can just kind of dive in. Blow your nose, Bridget. Okay. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you um, keep going. Yeah, I will. We're good. They, uh, <laughs> the boys continue onward, and they go visit their childhood teacher, who they met after their dad left and their parents and their mom died. And uh, they go to see her, and they have some flashbacks of their time training with her as a kid and mm -hmm. and then they talk about stuff because it's been a really long time and that's that's that it's that's that. it's go. great um all I right would like to say that izumi and her husband sig are the best people adorable in this yeah, entire most adorable. show so sweet dear lord <sighs> it he the sig kind of remind me of the dad and luca yeah like <laughs> not a lot of emotions huge guy but so soft-hearted like Just big sweet i love him big sweet like man. that was my relationship goals right there i want to be izumi and sig she's fiery loud and he's just supportive quiet strong and i was like goals you gotta love a woman who can kick you in the face while wearing slides 
that's how you respect someone. You're just like, oh, exactly. Slides. Who's Take missing most of her like internal organs? Oh my god, right? It was freaking crazy. Um, blushing. Uh, we get Alphonse some... is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I want that tattoo on my body, and I will probably get it. I love when they do simple drawing Alphonse. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's so cute. It's painful with his little squiggly mouth. I um. I, we get a lot of like all my sickness, random blood pukes, I, like like we do in my hero. He me, I think that Toshi made me weirdly soft to that because as soon as she started doing that, I was like, "Oh, I like you," and I was like, "What? Why is this a thing that I just like now?" And it's because of freaking Toshi, and it's weird. It's a weird thing to just. It's like. just so funny because like that's like the first time we meet Small Might, and he's just like, and you're like, "Oh!" In episode one. Um, so Sig is her husband. Mm -hmm. That's her teacher's husband, Izumi. Uh, Sig is a butcher and a huge dude and adorable. Uh, Izumi is their teacher. And all we know in the beginning of the episode is she's sick. And so Sig asks asks if she is feeling well and wants to come visit the boys. And (laughs) the first thing she does, like we said, is just like kick Al. (laughs) And he does this lovely animation, like twirl across the street. And then, no, Ed, not Al. And then Al's just like, I'm sorry, you better recognize me, it's me. And I was like, oh, so I know. Oh, I never said my favorite line in episode what? nine. Oh, my gosh. Hold, go uh, back. Because it, it's about, it's Al, and they're on the train, and they're like, teacher's going to be so mad at us, and they're all scared. And Al goes, it would have been nice to have a girlfriend before I died. <laughs> it's like my are so scared of her that they respect her so much but they know she's so powerful and they should be she's scary she is a scary lady in a good way she's, i love her lovely scary so she like too. apparently want to be her grew up up north and like learned alchemy and uh, like i it felt like alaska vibes where you got like got to respect and make sure nature doesn't kill you just as much mm-hmm. like um and it's probably because my parents watch a lot of Alaska shows, so I'm like, nah, man, if you go live in Alaska, you better you better be ready to live in Alaska. Um, so teacher doesn't know a lot about the stone, but, but Sig goes, what about that guy, Poenheim, I think is what he said his name was. Poenheim. Poenheim. And then the, the boys, like, freeze, and it's their dad! <gasps> Curse of Daddy Elric. So it yeah. turns out, Daddy Elric is, like, the number one researcher of the Philosopher's Stone, which I what? guess we should have known we, that yeah, yeah. to begin with. Do you but, want to hear my theory now? Give me. Give me your theory. <laughs> so, Lust did not die when she got stabbed in the head, right? Correct. What if she's not entirely human? What if she is a human life created by the Philosopher's Stone and Father is actually Poenheim? Or Daddy Elric. Okay. And he has the Philosopher's Stone. Like a full stone? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. That's that's my thought, is that he created the seven... I think the seven deadly sins are created people. And you think Daddy Elric's t- the they only one? They don't really do alchemy alchemy. They just do magic. They have just, like, powers, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I so think they're created think- humans. 
do you think he is creating them because he's evil or that the Fuhrers like captured him and he's being forced to create them? That's the part I don't know. I just assume that they are created and he is father. And that is interesting. All I think that is my idea. There you go. That's a good theory. I like Thanks. that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so we've seen Daddy Elric in the, the intro song, mm-hmm. but now we see him again. Um, and Ed calls him him. He doesn't even call him dad or dad. name. He just says yeah, him. Yeah, and so they, uh, he's a guy from Central. Aster had knowledge about the stone. Dad is still alive. <laughs> and then the, is the guy in the intro. That's where my notes say it's all, like, capitalized. He is. Um, and then uh, a, it was like, Sig says it was like a lifelong dream coming true and seemed happy when he said it. When he was, like, finding out about the stone. And I was like, man, that stinks. Uh, and then we get this horrible flashback of, like, him leaving their family and, like, their mom always trying to be happy and supportive. But, like, she's smiling and crying at the same time. And Al doesn't notice it, but Ed notices it. And it's just like... And then them just eventually so finding her dead. I know! They come home from, like, the garden or something, and she's just laying on the ground. And Ed does say in this that it's his father's fault she died. And I'm wondering if it's because of something he did, or... Or or heartbreak. Yeah. Like, he just wasn't there, and she died. We haven't learned a lot about her death. I know they... Didn't they say, like, in the first episode or something that she fell ill or something? Yeah, but I'm not so sure now, to be honest. Yeah, this, this made me feel real sketch about how she died how um, traumatic so <laughs> i know i wrote i wrote again she does the blood puke like all night uh so we get the flash <coughs> gosh okay i'm alive uh we get the flashback of the kids uh when they met teacher which was like the town was flooding they're all up on our thing they're building sandbags because the river's going and then it breaks the levee and then she's like fine i'll handle this myself and goes up there does alchemy claps her hands she doesn't have to draw a circle Mm-mm. i noticed that i wrote that down right away i was like I, mm-hmm. and does her hands builds up this wall she's like that should hold it and they're like oh my gosh you're amazing that she's like i'm just a traveler passing through it's all you needed help and the boys just run up to her like please teach me and she's like no like yeets them <laughs> and then they're like no please teach me Yeats and like, she's like, where are your parents? And they're like, oh, these are the town orphans. And then, because <laughs> every like, town has orphans. The town orphans. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And oh, God. it like breaks her heart. And so she's like, how can I say to her that? Takes them in. But then it like pans to her, leaving them alone on this island. And it was like, hey, you can't use alchemy and you got to survive here for a month. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, what? Sig's like, I don't. I don't know if they, she, they do they have food? She's like, plenty of food on the island. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but this is when you start learning about the all is one and one is all. Uh, I did make a note that poor bunny. Because they have this horribly sad scene. Like, they're going to kill the bunny and they're arguing who has to do it. Because the bunny's like making these like doe eyes at him. And it like even has like the cute little anime blush squiggles. And I'm like, oh no, not the bunny. And then it all of a sudden pans over to this fox taking the bunny. Taking the bunny to its den. And all the kids are like ripping it up. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> but, um... So they're not eating, they're having a struggle, uh, and they're laying there baking in the sun, like, 
it, it's very Lord of the Flies kind of feel. And after Ed tries to eat Al's arm, <laughs> yeah, uh, just like sees like Al's a hawk of ham and is like, yes, as he should. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, beefy, beefy little Al. Um, he sees these ants and he starts eating ants and it's my favorite because he's like, ah, uh, okay, eat another one. Ah, uh, okay, I'll eat another one. And he says the line, I'm alive because I consumed life. And so then we start getting to our existentialism right. in this episode. <laughs> it's a, we take a weird trip through this oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, so one is all, all is one. Basically in really short terms and not doing all the detail that they did. Um, it's a circle of life. Like everything's connected. Uh, we're all made up in this invert, like universe. All things are connected. The universe is all one big flow. One small, they're just one small part, even smaller than the ant and the big flow of the universe. They keep saying big flow. I have a big um, flow right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, it's true though. Uh, so Lauren's creepy, and we get that, and Ooh. that's not her fault. No, it's it's nature's fault because one is all, and all is one. One is all, and all is one. You're it's a part of the bigger flow of the universe, Lauren. <laughs> the big flow, the big flow of the universe. Yes, yes, um, <clears throat> yes, yes, indeed. So they talk about the alchemist circles, the circulation of power, the grid is what's connecting. They, so they break down the alchemy circle and the symbol. Um, and uh, I have that written down. Where is it? Oh, uh, it's the basis of all transmutation is the power of the circle, which denotes the circulation of power. In order to call upon and harness this power, it must be drawn. Uh, it, one must draw a structural matrix over the circle. So that's how you get them to do what you want, depending yeah. on the matrix you put in it. Ta-da! Not the 1999 matrix you put it in. No. Not that one. Not that one. No blue pills. Just to clarify. Uh, yes. But, but there is right, white rabbit in there, too. Uh, oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Before we get too far into it, though, whenever they, like decide to actually embrace the island thing they have like this whole montage of them you know being little <laughs> island boys and hunting and Fishing. they made leaf capes which i can forgive the leaf cape like maybe that functions as something but they also make little leaf crowns which is just cute that's like, what i'm what? saying like it's very lord of the flies they embrace that? their little island life <laughs> and then it's also that realization that they're little boys it again. was so sweet and i know it, it really hurt me also it's strange seeing alphonse with a face and a human body i and was i don't like, know was, how i feel about it it was a little trippy for me too like hearing his voice and not being a giant armored metal guy in his body he didn't ask for poor oh, baby, yeah. sweet baby but they pass. They pass the test. And then teacher comes and collects them. Yes, and they pass. She them. And then he makes a comment to her. I noticed that you didn't have to draw a circle either. Have you seen the truth? No, she says that to him. Yeah. Because she didn't know have that, you seen they, the truth? that yeah. they did that. So she, until this moment, we didn't know that she knew that yeah. they tried to bring mom back. They, they broke the taboo. Yeah, they practiced the taboo. And then we get to another sad part. Um, he's like, well, you don't do a circle either. You just use your hands. Have you seen the truth? And 
so she talks to him and they did try human transmutation and I just remember, oh god they tried to save their baby they did it they it was so sad they had fertility issues they had a baby the baby basically couldn't breathe on its own and was going to die and so they tried human transmutation and it did what it did to their parents their mom but to a baby and we see it and she sees the truth and part is like the punishment you know how like uh ed lost his uh arm uh she loses like part of her insides which is why she's always throwing up blood oh uh, it was just so sad um and so that's why she's always sick and then we get like to the saddest little ending part uh so sweet. and she's like i should I should have told you all about this and they were like, it's okay. We're fine. We're fine. And I was like, I have a list of food. I want to, and then she just stops and tells them, you're not, it's fine. okay to hurt. It hurts. It's okay. I literally just wrote pain. And I wrote, oop, I'm crying. <laughs> it was so sad. She hugged him. It was like, you, you don't have to be strong all the time. It's okay. To She's hurt. Their and I was mom. just like, they need baby. this. And I'm the heart. Their... <sighs> I know. It was uh, a lot of heartache and pain. But it is super cool that we now fully understand what Ed is doing and why he can do it. So he makes the circle with his hands, and that's his circle, and his whole body is the matrix. So whatever he can imagine, he can create essentially, which is yep. really dope for Ed. And apparently only a few people can do that. I mean, it sucks because of how they had to yeah. do it, but cool. Yep. Um, you gotta get a little to take a little, I guess. So I made uh, my ceremonial list of important things and then important questions. All right, let's go. So I have six important things and three questions for going into the next week. My six important things to remember are, number one, Scar is alive, and there is some kind of Ishvalan resistance, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, two, Alphonse is a real boy. Huzzah. Real boy! <laughs> uh, three, Lust wasn't killed by being stabbed in the head, so she's probably not entirely human. There is something yeah. going on here, There's and we need to figure that out. There's something there, yeah. Uh, four, don't forget, October 3rd, year 11. I don't, I want to forget. I remember in 2011, uh, I, cause I, I, it was either 2011. Yeah, I think it was 2011. Everyone was posting online. Don't forget October 3rd, 2011. Cause I was like, right when my, I think my friends had, were watching this show and, uh, I had gone over to their house and seen a few random episodes, but I remember everybody on Facebook was like, don't forget October 3rd. 2011, and I was like, <laughs> deep sped. Um, five. Deep. Number five. Uh, Daddy Elric, or Poenheim, is the leading researcher in the Philosopher's Stone, and it's apparently his mm -hmm. fault that Mother Elric is dead. But we don't know why. We don't know how. No. And then number six is only alchemists who have done taboo and therefore seen the truth can perform alchemy without a transmutation circle. Yep. So cool, and we only and know here are my my two questions. people that can do that. Yeah, so far I'm sure. So there's far, be oh more. yeah, for sure. There's got to be. Uh, and then my questions are number one: What did Hughes know? Yes, we don't know. <laughs> uh, two: How did Les not die? That's still gonna be a question for me yeah. forever. And three: How was Daddy Elric responsible for the death of his wife? 
Caesar, and where is he now? Should... Yeah, where, where is the heck he now? Is this guy? He's alive. Where you at, Poenheim? Yeah, Poenheim. Poenheim. It reminds Poenheim. me, there's this city on the way to, like, my grandparents. It's called Hoheim. And I always sit in the back of the car and I'm like, Hoheim. And so. Oh, dear Lord. Poenheim. <laughs> Poenheim. It reminds me of that. Anyway. Let me see what. Oh, no. I've got to get out of my fan fiction folder and go to my podcast folder. Oh. Bam, bam, bam. Are you looking at what our next episodes are? Yes. All right. So the next episode we do is going to be covering 13 through 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, Episode 13 is called Beast of Doubleth. Cool. Okay. Uh, Okay. 14 is called Those Who Lurk Underground. I don't like that one. All right. That's uh, (laughs) mole people territory. Not a fan. Um, 15 is Envoy from the East. Okay. Okay. And then 16 is Footsteps of a Comrade in Arms. Oh, no. That sounds like it might be sad. Yep. So that's what we have to look forward to in our next episode. That's Anything, great. Anything uh, you want to go over? Uh, no. I just, you know, in my feels about it, I mean, I really want to, I hope by the end of this, or at some point in the show, I get to see Winry and Ed together because I big big fan of that. I feel like I'm canon. always gonna be. I'm always a shipper. There's always something, and I ship them, and that's where I'm at right now. Just like I always have boyfriends, you always have ships. I have ships. I mean, my boyfriends are ships too. Let's be real. I write fan fiction. It's yeah. not a secret. It's who I Mine am. Mine are normally like traditional ships, like. Raylo. Also, anyone I who's now following me love on Raylo. Twitter because of this podcast, because I got two new followers, um, thank you. But also, too, sorry, I'm probably not a person you want to follow, but I appreciate it anyway, and uh, there you yeah, go. That, that's that. Um, Speaking of your Twitter, <laughs> we can plug our little social media. We got Facebook. It's facebook.com slash gateway anime podcast. We got Instagram. Our handle is at Gateway Anime po- <coughs> Podcast. Whoa. Still suffering from that. I know. Soup. It's okay. Good soup. <laughs> uh, third, we got Twitter. Gateway Anime Pod. Because podcast is already taken. I don't know who that is. But pod. Uh, and then YouTube. We're Gateway Anime Podcast on YouTube. Uh, by the time you listen to this, we'll have three episodes out. Oh. Uh, and you can watch them. Listen to them. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch us on YouTube. You know. You want to see me die from good soup? Uh, you can uh, email us about comments and concerns, or anime recommendations would be really dope. Yeah. I will take that. Or fan mail, you know. I don't know what y'all want to email fan us, mail, but hate mail, use it. whatever. We'll take no, it. No, no, not hate mail. If you do hate mail, I'll call you out. Uh, if, you got, you. if you have an Armstrong esque boyfriend for Bridget, please send us their resume. We're cool I am with single. That. <laughs> I am single. I, uh, you like anime? Uh, you like soup? You gonna help me not die from soup? Good soup. Uh, good soup. Uh, email is gatewayanimepodcast at gmail.com. Lauren and I check that. How's that? Uh, <laughs> if you want to donate a computer to the podcast, uh, we'd be a fan of that. <laughs> I'm just gonna see, oh, you know, no. you know, they don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Oh. The world's a mysterious place. If you got a spare computer, any computer, we need it. Computerity, 
Any, com- if- <laughs> any computer companies that feel bad for a very poor woman and just want to want to give us a if you look? try if you try and donate a chromebook to us we will absolutely reject that donation <laughs> and stomp it on the ground and be like what's wrong with you because apparently nobody formats programs to be compatible with chromebook I don't understand. Like, that is a popular brand. It's because it's cheap. I bought mine for 150 bucks. That's why I have this. 150 bucks? Also, I was in school. Yeah. From Walmart. 150 bucks. I know. That's why I own this piece of crap. But you know what? It works a little bit. <laughs> That's all I Works say. a little bit. All right. There, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, I don't know. I wonder it, if my, like... <laughs> 2009-2010 Dell still kicks? Uh, that's a really solid question. I did, after we start this, go through all my old computers to see if any of them were alive. They are not. I killed them. I don't, I don't even know if I have a charger <laughs> for that them. old Dell, but I still have it, like, from college. and It's it's really bulky. It's like 13 inches. Like, it's a, it's a big old computer. It's heavy. Uh, and it that's, overheats I mean, I don't often. go anywhere. That's fine. I remember, like, Maybe. sitting, sitting at, like, on my couch in my apartment in college and, like, having burns on my legs. My laptop was on it, and Dude, I was like, Ow. I had an old Dell. I had a, like, a little, um, Vio. Yeah. What, or a Vio. Yeah. And it, it burnt the crap out of my legs. I had to buy a lap desk because I just couldn't set it yeah. on my lap anymore. I was like, okay. And then it had scorch marks on there. It was so hot. Like, it was actually peeling the paint off. And of I understand... It some of these computer manufacturers like i have a like a first generation microsoft surface it's the worst computer i've ever bought it's probably <laughs> worse than your chromebook it has no memory uh it overheats all the time it doesn't stand up on its own it has to have a kickstand so you can't like just sit anywhere and use it uh I, man it was it was cool in theory in the beginning i hate that thing i hate that thing so much because it's just a tablet that's all it is and it's good for nothing. Good for nothing. I, I mean, it's it's literally right here next to me. And I, like, I, it doesn't even, like, load Netflix or something. It glitches out on that. And I'm like, bruh. I have an iPad that I bought myself for art and was too depressed to use. And now I just use it for reading manga online because it's large. And uh, that's fine go. with me. That's all you need. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Right. I now officially own all of uh, My Hero manga. It's been That's a slow good. journey of collecting it, and now I don't have to read it online. I when I, I want to reread. What? I said I don't have to read it online when I want to reread now. Pretty excited yeah. about that. Probably need to reread soon because it's been a minute. I've started because I feel like we're going to get some callbacks. I've been and reading... after this last episode with St- I mean, this last chapter with Stain, oh. we, we're for sure going to keep calling back to things. I've been reading a lot of, like, slice of life manga recently. Like, I just started reading um, Daytime Shooting Star, which is absolutely adorable if you like romance manga. And I've read Maru Puri, which is only four volumes, and it's literally the cutest thing freaking ever, but also a little problematic, but that's fine. Most of them are. And I almost have all of Toradora, which is my favorite anime Ever. And if you want to come for me because of that, come for me. I don't care. It's so cute. You know what you need to read? 
Attack on Titan. You need to finish that. Yeah, I'm not going to read Attack on Titan. I'm not interested in that. I will finish watching it, but I am not interested in ever reading Attack on Titan. It's just not for well, me. I also have to read if Gibbon, you could, If you I could finish watching it, that would be great. If you could finish watching. I'll think about it. Did you read... <laughs> Did you read Demon Slayer? No, I'm not going you ever to. Read- I decided that I'm just going to enjoy the show. It was a hard Demon Slayer's... I, it's written so well, though, and the art is so great in it. Like, I was but so... But you still get all of that the in the show. Manga. I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything from not reading the manga. Well, I don't... I, you can't really tell if it's different or not yet, because we're so early in the show. Like, this next season will really prove if it's I different. I don't think it will be. Uh, I really don't. I think it's gonna be fine. It's so good. So I don't. I don't really feel the need to read it. I want. I like watching it, and I'm just gonna watch it for a while. There you go. Maybe we'll do that as one of our shows because Demon Slayer is good soup. It is good soup. I feel so bad for <laughs> my cousin Margie and Ross if they watch this. But I stayed at their house in Houston. <laughs> They don't have, like, social media, like, much at all. They've got a little bit of an Instagram. So they don't know a lot of these memes. And then there's me that comes around that's, like, fully engulfed in the internet. And so I was doing the good soup one to them. They're like, what does that even mean? I was like, here, look. And so I was, like, showed them a few videos. And they're like, what? So all weekend, I kept just going, good soup. And I so- was being very uh, needy and, like, not happy lady the other day and i just kept asking will if he loved me because i need reassurance and he just goes you're good soup and i cried a little you're bit good soup because <laughs> it means a lot to me okay i'm good, good soup. soup i'm good soup but you gotta I'm say it soup. like he does adam driver good soup good soup, good soup. i'm good soup beautiful <laughs> all right well everybody sorry for all the technical difficulties i hope this episode comes together i hope magically maybe we can get like the 20 minute recording we did in the beginning we'll see appeared. i have lauren's i just don't have mine please don't make video. me talk to myself for 20 minutes <laughs> i'll just awful. do some some weird audio dub over try and remember what i said back to you dear lord no and it makes no sense i gotta practice awful. my adr skills man let me let me practice my adr so it, anyway, it didn't miss uh, anything. It's totally fine. The end. Uh, I watched Dear okay, Evan Hansen. Well, it was good, and everyone should calm down. Yeah, he's an older bro, but he did a really good job. It's a good movie. The end. Are you sure you just liked it because it's that time for you, and you're more emotionally vulnerable? No, I'm positive so that, that I really enjoyed it. They, uh, I watched it by myself, completely empty theater. I didn't have anyone pressuring me to feel any way about it. Like it was just me. There you go. Because I also went at like one in the afternoon on a Thursday. I love doing that, <laughs> and um, it was it was really good. And I I haven't seen the musical, but I've listened to it about 10,000 times. It is my favorite musical. Was it perfect? No, but it was good. And the two new songs they put in were good. And I I had a good time watching it. It was a good movie. You should watch it. But if you're depressed, maybe go with someone. It was decent soup. I'm not going to say it's good soup. It's not good soup level, but it was, it was, uh, it was a, it was a good movie. There you go. I am planning on uh, also unabashedly enjoying Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage some point this weekend. I'm gonna make Dana watch it with me because Venom is her favorite thing. So if I watch it with her, I'll be 
happy because she's happy. The first movie, my dad. So I had bought it on Blu-ray, and I left it in my parents' camper. And my dad, we were FaceTiming the other day on their vacation, and he was like, "Venom, what's that? Is this good?" I go, "I don't know if I'd say good, but you're gonna have a real good time watching it. Like, it is an enjoyable movie. I don't know if I'd call it good, but it is a fun time." He was like, "I like that." I like that. So I gotta ask if they watched Venom. Because that's what, I mean, like, storyline, meh. Like, so, but I'm, the acting, acting's fun, and, uh, like, the action's fun. I, I had a fun time. And that Eminem song, like, Venom, gonna get Venom, Venom. As a fanfiction writer, I thoroughly ship Eddie and Venom have for quite some a, time and it's and you can tell nice. they love it because they had a good time the- with it it was really very shippy and very gay and really fun and kind of hilarious it was a good time it was a fun movie to watch it was it wasn't a good movie I, but i had a good time watching it i uh love that in all the previews for like venom 2 they're like they need to go to therapy they need to go to couples counseling because like, they're, they're just boyfriends. arguing there's always boyfriends Always in the same body as a, a symbiote. Symbiote, symbiote. I always say the wrong one, and then people come. For I think me. it's symbiote. Symbiote, or is that the one that's wrong? <laughs> well, you don't. Well, that, you went real hard on that eye. Symbiote. symbiote. That was like. So I used to do this thing <laughs> that drives people crazy, and I realized it in myself now, where I emphasize weird parts of things. Like, when I was watching The Walking Dead, I used to say, oh, yeah, have you seen that new episode of The Walking Dead? I know. Walking and he Dead. gave me so much guff for it, dude. Just, like, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. And I'm like, I, it's The Walking Dead. Like, that's what it's called. And he's like, no, it's The Walking, the walking Dead. Dead. And I'm like, it's The Walk. walk. <laughs> and then I got really weird about it's it. It's like when people. It's like when people say pillow, and I'm like, pillow. It is pillow. I pillow. I always say pillow. It's pillow. It's always pillow. Say pillow. Do you say pecan or pecan? It's pecan. pecan. It's pecan. <laughs> pecan. Pecan pie. It is a pecan. Pecan, a pecan tree. Pie. Have you, when Harry met Sally, it's my favorite part of when Harry met Sally. Whenever they're like in the museum talking about the sphinxes and he's like did you ever do you ever think that the ancient egyptians were just writing a cartoon about a cat named sphinxy and they, he starts talking <laughs> in a weird voice and he's like i will give you some pecan pie and he's trying to get her to do it and she's like pie. <laughs> and she just can't do it and it was so cute <laughs> i don't i don't remember that but i do it's love my favorite that movie. movie it's a cute movie i've watched it ten thousand times uh I think my favorite version of that movie is Ted Lasso just did it in season two. They did a whole oh. rom-com episode. I still have not and seen they, Ted Lasso. So. It is, they, they're like, have a, you had me at coach. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> like they called out every rom-com cliche in line and they did it in a respectful way. Like they're I love Ted's that. talking about how much he loves. And so it, they're going to like a football game and they're interviewing all the couples at the football game like they do in oh, and Sally. I love that. It's so cute. I'm still so salty at Connor. Connor, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> it was our first episode of our last podcast. Our first one where we actually went over a movie. They pulled my movie. It was when Harry met Sally and Connor did not watch it. He lied to me the entire episode. It no longer exists. Actually, I have it because it's on my Google Drive. But it no longer is there. 
that he just lied to my face about all his favorite parts of this movie that he just looked up on YouTube like the hour before we recorded. Still hurt, Connor. Still no! hurt. I, I don't know if he's ever watched it since. And he should. You should give it a okay, chance. Okay, but if he likes if he likes Love Actually, he should love when Harry I met know. Sally. I'm still mad. I'm still mad, Connor. Connor. How dare you? Connor. How dare you disrespect me that way? I'm so mad. Connor. I watched the greasy oh, string. I keep yelling at you, Connor. Do you know how hard that so was sorry. for me? I lo- Love I actually really liked that movie. I, no, I did not really like. I know I, you did. I listened to that. I'm glad I've watched it. Everyone deserves to watch the Greasy Strangler once. If you don't know what it is, dive into it right now. Just go rent it. Watch do, it. It's a horrible do, time. Do not, do not watch it with your children. Do not watch it with your parents. But go watch it and just be upset. Don't watch it. I was walking upstairs at Westlake's in the projection booth and was like, what's this movie about? And then, like, looked through the win- porthole window and I was like, <laughs> I said Rudy Tootie Disco Cutie dancing to myself so many times after watching that. Just Rudy Tootie Disco Cutie. Over and over. It's uh, movie. It's great. I've seen a lot of parts of that movie and I don't want to finish it, it ever. It, it's worth a watch. Watch it with a group of friends. Have I don't drinks. think it is. It's great. Um, everyone should see it. But also everyone should watch When Harry Met Sally. Anyway. Yes, I'll so, agree to that one. I'll so agree to that one. fun. Thanks for All listening right. to our rant. Thanks for listening to us. And we hope you uh, have a great time. And we love you and we love anime. So, Huzzah. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.